Amy, come on up. Good morning. So, Pastor Rick, um, he told you I'm a therapist at Amarillo Family Institute. I'm also a pastor's wife, so I love church. And my husband and I have been in ministry together for almost 15 years now. We moved to Amarillo when we got married, so I haven't been here my whole life, but we love the panhandle and love kind of a slower pace, smaller town feel of life. I grew up in East Texas in the Tyler area, but the actual town was called Lindell. We had about three lights, and it was awesome. I loved living in a small town, so um, I'm happy to be here today. It's a pleasure and an honor to be invited here. I enjoyed getting to know some of the youth ministry and Pastor Charlie and have seen a lot of familiar faces here today as I've come here. So that's neat. I love that part of the body of Christ that um, we can have these connections in all different places, and I think that's really sweet. So I'm here today to talk to you about the power of your thoughts and how incredibly that God made you. So when we think about who do you think you are, the main word in that whole sentence that I want us to concentrate on is think, because it's a very, very powerful word. So we're going to kind of look at that from several different angles today. So when we talk about thinking and when we talk, when we, when we talk about just living, we're going to focus today on the renewed life or renewed thinking. And this is the life that God has called each of us to live. And he's made us capable of doing so. So the way that I like to look at, at scripture is kind of in a word study type lens. So we're going to be defining different words. We're going to dissect them a little bit and then re-plug them in the scripture to we, so we can kind of blow it up. It, I like to think of it like as we're just doing this on our iPhone screen and we're kind of making it seem bigger and more amplified, okay? So the first word that we're going to talk through is renewed because we're, gonna, we're talking about the renewed life, the renewed mind. So when we look at the definition of renewed, it actually means to make new again, to restore, or with vigor. So as we talk about renewed, we're going to keep plugging these definitions in in hopes that it puts some color on the canvas for you. So we were designed by God with the capability to renew ourselves. A lot of times we don't think of ourselves this way. We don't think about the fact that we can renew ourselves, we can refresh ourselves, we can refresh our thinking, we can have vigor for our day, and we can do that within ourselves. We have the capabilities and the tools God gave us when he created us to be able to do that. But we have to choose to embrace the truth and then walk in the truth. So we're going to talk about a guy named Johnny. And we're going to weave him in our, our time together all morning. He's going to be an example to us of a person who's renewing his mind. So let's think about Johnny as a little boy. Johnny uh, has never met his dad. He doesn't know him. He doesn't have a relationship with him. And so because of that, there's kind of been a hole or a void in his heart. And because of this, it begins to bring some doubt in his mind about who he is. He begins to wonder, am I not lovable? Uh, am I not good enough for dad to be home? Am I not good enough for dad to stay around? Am I rejected? Am I just so bad that dad would have to leave? 
Am I not valuable enough for someone to love me? And so as Johnny begins to wrestle through these thoughts, and he probably doesn't even realize that they're going on in his mind, he starts acting a certain way. So we have little boy Johnny, doesn't know dad, has, an, has a hole in his heart because he doesn't have that love and that relationship, and he's got these thoughts going on. So he starts throwing temper tantrums at home. He's craving attention. It doesn't matter what kind it is. Then Johnny grows up a little bit, and he's in elementary school. Maybe he doesn't make a good grade on his test. He gets corrected by the teacher. He doesn't get included in recess games like kickball and things like that. So he doesn't feel a part of the friendship group at school. So then this thought, I'm rejected, I'm not good enough, it gets confirmed by real-life scenarios. So he keeps thinking, well, maybe I really am rejected. Maybe I really am not good enough because if I were, not only would dad be around, but I would be chosen one of the first on the kickball team. I would make good enough grades and the teacher wouldn't have to correct me. Or people would want to sit by me at the lunch table. So all these different events keep confirming the lie that has began in his mind. So then we fast forward the tape maybe to high school. Johnny's coach yells at him. He thinks again, gosh, I'm just not good enough. If I could just catch that ball better, I would be worth something. If he can't keep his girlfriend around and she breaks up with him, again, it confirms, I'm just rejected. I'm not worth anything. I can't even keep her around. And at this, as, as he's going through this, he has these faces of all these people he just can't keep around. He's just not enough for them to love him. So then not only does he have this thinking that's developing through these formative years, these childhood years, the, the teenage years, but also it happens in young adulthood. So maybe he doesn't get the job. He doesn't get the promotion. It, can, it continues to confirm this thought that he has about himself that has started decades before. Okay, so not only does Johnny have this perception of himself that's going on, but he also has a behavior that's going on too that's because of his thought. So as a, as a child, maybe he's throwing those fits to get attention. As a teenager, Johnny starts drinking. He starts doing drugs. He, he starts performing for anybody around him to make them happy so that they can just give him a little bit of dose of love, anything that resembles that acceptance. As a young adult, he isolates, he gets depressed, his drinking increases, his relationships really uh, wane. I mean, he isolates himself and cuts himself off from relational connection, all because he has this thought and this concept of himself that he's not worthy, that he's rejected, that he's not good enough. So that one thought is beginning to now dictate all of his choices and everything that he does in his relationships. So some people on the outside, they may see Johnny and they may think, oh gosh, he just has drinking problems or he's just mad or he just struggles with depression. They see these, these destructive patterns that he has, but they don't know what's on the inside, what is producing those, those behaviors for him. So one of the main things that I want you to be able to walk away from today is an understanding that thoughts produce action. 
When I was in the youth ministry a few months ago with them, I was there for two weeks, and it was really fun and to get to know them and get to work with them and everything. And I would tell them, thoughts produce what? Thoughts produce what? And so they have to fill in the blank. Because it's such a simple concept, but powerful too, when we realize that a thought produces an action. So if a wrong thought, I'm rejected, I'm not good enough, produces a, a unproductive or destructive behavior, like uh, drinking, escaping into drugs, pornography, other relationships, or depression, the converse is also true, which means a true thought, a healthy thought, is going to grow a behavior that is productive, it is healthy, and it's relational. So how do I not think the bad thoughts? Maybe your question. Well, we're going to get to that. So Johnny's story and his behavior, it all comes from real-life scenarios. And over time, these, these wrong thoughts have produced fruit in his life, bad fruit. I want you to think about it like rotten fruit. Because when we talk about the renewed life, we're talking about fresh. Think of it as right when you open up that Coke, it's like, shh. And all the bubbles and everything, it's just, it's sharp, it's lively. You enjoy that. So the same is true, like let's talk about rotten fruit can be um, an effect of a wrong thought. And some of these behaviors may not be so out there as aggressive, like drinking, drugs, pornography, or uh, abuse. They could be something like isolating analyzing life and really shutting down and, and not being relational at all. They could seem more culturally appropriate. So Johnny can't just wish away his thoughts. He has to replace them with the truth. We can't just ignore that a thought is going on in our mind. We've got to replace it with what's true. So let's think of truth and that behavior producing fresh fruit. It would be like if I walked up to you and I gave you a bowl of fresh peaches. It's my favorite summer fruit. And we would enjoy that. I would enjoy eating it. You would enjoy eating it. So this renewed behavior that comes from a healthy, true thought is a blessing. It's a blessing to ourselves and it's a blessing to other people that we come into contact with. So we're going to look at how the Bible instructs us. We've already read it together um, during our worship time, but we're going to pick that scripture apart and take it phrase by phrase and spend some time in that together to see what the Bible has to say about renewal. So Paul charges us in Romans 12:2, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. All right, so when we start off with the first phrase, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. When I see that, I'm seeing Paul issue us a warning. Hey, watch out. Watch out being conformed, being shaped into your experiences on the world. We have to resist taking the same shape as the world. The, this is where we live. So there, we must be in contact with it, but not take the same shape. So Paul's telling us, resist your tendency. We would naturally be geared to taking shape of this pattern. 
So he wouldn't tell us that if it wasn't our tendency. If our natural inclination wasn't to be conformed, he wouldn't have to tell us that. And so he's urging us to be alert when our experiences on earth may start shaping us negatively that's not in the truth and, and shaping our thinking. So what do I mean when I'm talking about your thinking? I'm, I'm talking about what do you think about yourself? What do you think about God? How he views you? How others view you? That's your thinking. That's your perception of you. And so like Johnny, he had these real life scenarios that were affecting his perception of himself. Then the next part of the scripture, but be transformed. And I love that little comma and but right there because it's powerful. Paul is saying, don't do this, do this. So how do we learn how to do this? If we are not just to go along our life gaining more and more dirt and clutter and believing lies, there must be something else for us to do. There must be a different way. And so we are transformed by renewing our mind. This is the work that we are designed and empowered to do. So I want you to think about being transformed. Uh, those toys that are transformers or the movies, transformers, they are one thing. And then all of a sudden, manipulating a couple of pieces on it, then they turn into a guy that can just like blast something. So they started out as a truck, but now they're a soldier that's totally armed and dangerous, okay? So we can be transformed too. We can change too. And then lastly, um, the part, uh, so you'll be able to test and see what is the good, pleasing will of God. We all have times in our life when we need to know what are we supposed to do? What, what direction are we supposed to take? God, what do you want me to do? Well, that's the end result of renewing our mind and being transformed. So I'm going to go a little bit scientific on you, not for very long, but just for a minute. So just bear with me. Then I'll give you some practical how-tos. But I feel it's important that you understand it. And when Paul tells us that we can be transformed by renewing our minds, I think it's important that we understand the real depth of the word transformed. So here we go. Every day, you have hundreds of thousands of thoughts that go on in your brain. And a thought takes up physical space. We can see it on neurological imaging. So if you think of a thought, think of it as a teeny tiny tree in your brain. And that thought is made up of cells. And when it's repeated over and over, it gets stronger and those cells multiply. So when cells connect in the brain, they produce a reaction. And that reaction is behavior. So bad thoughts are taking up space in Johnny's brain because he keeps thinking that he's rejected and that he's not good enough. And then he has a reaction of a behavior pattern that is drinking and shutting down and depression. So that's, his, that's his, the root of his issue are those thoughts. But remember, this is also true for healthy thoughts too. So if we have thoughts that are good and truthful, they will produce good and healthy behavior. And remember, bad thoughts don't just go away. They have to be uh, replaced with the truth. So this isn't just behavior modification. This is something much deeper. It's renewal for you to be able to renew yourself. And Paul calls this being transformed. So if you're going to look up in Webster's 
the definition of transformed, you will find that it says to undergo genetic change. And I find this completely fascinating. And I am just in awe that God makes us so wonderfully. Because remember, our brain is made up of cells, which means you can produce healthy cells in your brain that are founded in truth, truthful thoughts. And this is something we can accomplish or God wouldn't ask us to if we couldn't get it done. So again, transformed means to change genetically. What this means for you and me is that we can create cells that are based on truth and then have behavior that is free. You shall know the truth and it will set you free. As with bad thoughts, when truthful thoughts become stronger and stronger with repetition, a new behavior is produced. So think of it as like doing a bicep curl. The more that you lift weights, the stronger and more efficient that arm muscle gets. Therefore, you're going to use it more. You're going, to have, you're going to be getting calls from your friends to go help them move because they know that you've got strong biceps. Okay? Well, if you don't lift weights, you may not be getting those calls because they don't see the biceps. The same thing is true with our thoughts. The more that we think a thought, the more repetition it's given, the stronger it becomes, the more efficient that it is. So we, we find it being efficient to think of ourselves as, I'm not good enough or I'm rejected. So then here's my version of Romans 12.2, Amy's version. We have Paul's, here's mine. Watch out. Caution. Resist the tendency to allow your experiences on earth to shape and mold your thinking about yourself and others. God made you with powerful capabilities. You can change yourself even down to the cellular level when you renew your thoughts in truth. When you do this, you will know what is the best thing for you and what pleases the Lord. So, four keys to the renewed life. This is how you go from believing a lie to transforming. Your first key is identify the lie. So in order for us to live in God's truth, we have to recognize the areas that we are not in his truth. This is actually a daily practice. And depending on the season of life that you have, it may, you may be in a rough season. And you may, this may be a minute-by-minute minute practice. So there are countless thoughts going through your mind in one second. And we have the authority by God to be in charge of what we think and how often we think it. But this requires that we engage our thought life and what's all going on up here. So many times, I know for me, I can just kind of put it on autopilot and not pay attention. So here's an example. Let's say I'm driving down my street today and I see my neighbors out in their front yard. They're trying to salvage their flower bed because the rain has washed them out. And, and I wave at them and they don't wave back to me. They don't acknowledge that I drove by. Well, it's in that moment right there, I need to listen to myself and, and recognize, what am I thinking? Because what if I go down, I could go down the trail and think, well, I did something wrong. They don't like me anymore. Um, I'm not valuable enough for them to be kind to. It's in those moments that we have to identify what are we thinking. It could be that there's nothing wrong. They didn't see me go by. But it's my job to listen to myself. And John 8.44 says that Satan is the father of lies, that he breathes out of himself lies because he, he's a liar. 
And when Johnny thinks, let's think about Johnny. When Johnny thinks that he is not good enough, he's believing a lie from Satan. And it is essential for a renewed, fresh mind that Johnny recognize this is his concept of himself, which is the root of his problems, if you will. So think about yourself on a bad day. Think about what you do, um, how you act, what you're feeling like, and just start kind of putting yourself in Johnny's story. It applies to me, and it applies to all of us. See where you can relate to Johnny when he's put real life, seen real-life scenarios and kind of drawn some conclusions from them. So that's your first key, identify the lie. The second key, recognize the behavior the lie produces. So we know from research that it takes about half a second for a thought to produce a behavior. When Johnny believes that he's rejected or not good enough, he responds with a behavior that is completely aimed and just soothing himself. So here's a, here's a good visual that I always like to remember. A couple of weeks ago, I was weeding our flower bed in the backyard and being a good wife and helping my husband out. And so I'm seeing all these oak leaves come out of the flower bed, and I'm wondering, that is the weirdest looking weed I've ever seen. So I'm pulling it out, and it's an acorn that somehow fell out of the oak trees and got dug into the dirt and is now growing a tree, a baby tree. So I'm seeing this, and I'm remembering the whole concept of thoughts producing action, and it's the same with a seed in a tree. So our thoughts are seeds, and they are producing something. So with Johnny, as a child, he's throwing fits, or he maybe he isolated in his room. Then later in life, he's looking for love with girlfriends and, and searching for this identity within himself. So again, think about yourself on a bad day, and think about if I were a fly on the wall of your car or of your room. If I am kind of right next to you while you're walking around the store or your neighborhood, what am I going to see you doing? Well, whatever I'm seeing you do, that's what you're doing in response if it's a bad day and you're feeling bad about yourself. That's what I'm seeing you do in response to the lie that you're, you're believing about yourself, much like Johnny. So your third key is embrace the truth. So we've got identify the lie, recognize the behavior that the lie produces, and embrace the truth. So the Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. God is not a man that he would lie or the son of man that he would change his mind. God will not forsake us. He won't lead us to shame. And he is the father of lights where there is no shifting shadow or variation. All of these are words of truth from scripture. And in in Johnny's case, if he were able to apply this truth to his life, it would be life-changing. He would see that he was loved. He would see that he's unique. So we get our truth from God. That's one of the sources, from God, his word. But we also, there's also other sources where we can get truth. One of those is we can get our truth from godly relationships. The Bible says that there's safety in a multitude of counsel. So if we're around people who are going in the same direction that we're going, that means they're making decisions that look like the decisions we want to make. They're having relationships with others in a way that we want to have a relationship with others. Their marriage looks like the kind of marriage that we want to have. 
there's safety in that, and we can get truth from those people. What would they say about you? What would those people say about you, right? What would God say about you? And then the third place that we get truth is from within ourselves, because we all have a story. Johnny has a story, too. He's focusing on the ways that he has felt alone. But if he were able to change his focus and look at the ways that God's been in his story, maybe been faithful to him, helped him in his strength, it would change his life. So you get your truth from yourself, from God, and from godly relationships. And so as you are trying to replace that lie, you're wanting to replace it with the truth from those three sources. And your last uh, key is walk in the truth. So just like the lie or the faulty thought produced a destructive behavior, the truth is going to produce a healthy behavior. It's going to produce a behavior that's relational. It's connecting with people. This is the action. So when Johnny is believing that he's loved, when he's believing that he's special, that produces confidence in him. That produces a desire to be vulnerable with people rather than just shutting down. That produces a strength and a trust that he knows God is going to be with him and so he can trust God. And remember, the Bible says that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's only in living the truth that we are able to live a fully satisfying and, and gratifying life. And that is the renewed life. And that's what God has called you and given you every capability to do. We can be empowered that how we think today doesn't have to be the way that we always think. Or how we thought for the last 10 years doesn't have to be the way that we think tomorrow. We can change ourselves. And so this is Johnny's story. Johnny sees this and he recognizes that he has operated with this wound of rejection. But once he tastes the truth, taste and see that the Lord is good, once he tastes the truth, then, then he is convinced that it is true about him and he wants to be different and grow. So God's made you capable, he's made you strong of living the life that he has dreamed for you and he loves you. So um, as closing, I just wanna pray for you guys so if you would just bow your head and create kind of a private moment in your heart between you and the Father, just, just ask him those questions of what am I like on a bad day? What do, you, what do you see going on in me? Ask him to jog that to your remembrance, to stir you up and remind you of those things in order to take them out. Kind of like weeding that flower bed of your mind.